Welcome to our <coughs> 10 championship week, so to speak, a version of uh, Acre Pro Buy Sell. We didn't know we'd have one this week, but uh, Iowa was beaten by Nebraska, Purdue beat Indiana, and lo and behold, we're into the Big Ten championship uh, week as the Boilermakers will take on Michigan on Saturday, 8 p.m. at, uh, at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. I want to thank Acre Pro. Uh, when it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialists. With decades, decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better, whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland. Your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you, ensure the deal is done right. So visit acrepro.com or call 765-587-3185 or talk to your local land expert today. I think I finally memorized that number after all these times. But uh, Tom, uh, obviously, uh, this is uncharted territory for Purdue, the Big Ten championship game. Uh, and uh, exciting time for Purdue fans, uh, just because you're going to have a huge event on Saturday night at uh, Lucas Oil. I guess I want to maybe start with our, our analysis of that, and you're just getting into that for this week. You know, Purdue will have a, a large, it's one thing we do know, a large number of fans there. Uh, it has uh, become a hot ticket, which isn't surprising. It surprised me maybe a little bit, but that game is typically sold out with with one exception, I think, the Nebraska-Wisconsin game. But I guess I'll say, are you buying or selling? Uh, this is a great football analysis question. Are you buying or selling that Purdue will have the louder fan base on Saturday night? Uh, we'll start with that. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm buying. I mean, um, it's, it's a big deal for these Purdue fans, like you said. This is like a maybe a once-in-a-lifetime type of a situation. The campus isn't far from, you know, Lucas Oil Stadium. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if that place has, uh, you know, tilts toward Purdue fans. And, and because of that, that they aren't the louder of the, of the two fan bases come Saturday night at, uh, at 8 p.m. when this thing kicks off. Yeah, it's a, they sold out the uh, student allotment, which I'm not 100% sure what that number was, but they sold that those tickets out in two to three hours yesterday, that being Monday. Uh, Purdue will have uh, a lot of folks down there, and I know just in my little sphere that uh, people are very interested in doing it. And you're right, Tom, the, the thing mm -hmm. is, this, it, A, may not, it doesn't happen. This is Purdue's first appearance in this, but also – the way that college football, the Big Ten may be going, maybe just one more year of divisions. I mean, that's uh, going to be a factor, too. There's there, there's going to be a championship game, but it's going to make it a lot harder uh, to make it just because it probably would be a one versus two type game. Is that uh, the way you see it? Yeah, that's probably how it should be, honestly. And, yeah, I think 2023 will be the last year of, of divisions. 2024, when USC and UCLA come aboard, the thought is they're going to go to just uh, one division, one through 16, and then pair the top two teams in the conference in the championship game. That's happening in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. Always been happening in the Big 12. And, you know, and again, it's a chance, you know, to get your two best teams in the conference championship game. I mean, if that was the case this year, we'd get another rematch of Ohio State and Michigan. And I think from coast to coast, uh, America would have loved that, right? So it just makes a lot of sense. So for Purdue, at least they're going to get in under the wire here and at least can say they got to a championship game. Who knows? Crazy things happen in these ball games. And <laughs> for some reason, Purdue can pull this off. They will punch their ticket playing the Rose Bowl. 
And that's stunning in its own right. In a, in a stunning week for Purdue sports between basketball and football, that's a, that is a truism. I mean, you can, you can punch it. And I know it doesn't mean anything necessarily, but Jeff Brom 3-0 against mm-hmm. top five opponents at Purdue. Uh, are you buying or selling that he's got a formula for doing this? I mean, I mean, obviously he's had success, and if if so, what if you were what is that formula that's going to take Purdue to, to the big upset on on Saturday night? Yeah, beat Ohio State in 2018, and last year beat Iowa and Michigan State. All three times they were top three teams, I believe. So he doesn't shrink from the big moment, if you will, and has stood and delivered uh, big time upsets in these circumstances before as the Purdue coach. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a pretty sharp coach. I think he knows how to game plan, knows how to find matchups. <clears throat> Doesn't always have the personnel the other team has, but can give his team, I think, a schematic advantage a lot of times. And I think Illinois kind of provided a little bit of a blueprint yeah. for, for teams. They, they almost won that game in Ann Arbor a couple of weeks ago. You got to make, first of all, on, on defense, make Michigan earn everything. You know, Ohio State took some chances defensively, played a lot of zero coverage, got beat. Didn't have that that deep safety, and, and Michigan had a lot of big plays. So keep things in front of you. This, that's not rocket science. And and uh, make again make this offense earn everything it gets the best you can. You cannot get you can't give up big plays for touchdowns or you're doomed. And then offensively, you know, just try to stay balanced. And I think they have a shot at least with Maccabee to, to you know keep Michigan honest by running the football. And then from a Purdue standpoint, of course, their offense is going to have to hit some big plays. And can they do that? that that's the big question to me because it's an awfully good Michigan defense, a good secondary. And these Purdue receivers, not named Charlie Jones, get open and make some plays deep downfield. Yeah, good point. And, and, and certainly Michigan, I, and that was going to kind of lead me to my next buy-sell question. Are you buying – that Purdue's biggest challenge is moving the ball and consistently, as you said, efficiently and, and whether through, through uh, Maccabee or through Aiden O'Connell, or is it their biggest challenge stopping Michigan's offense? Obviously JJ McCarthy has played very, very well last week. He's had some challenges this year, but he's extremely talented and has started to run the football a little bit. Donovan Edwards comes in off the bench. It doesn't sound like uh, in your interview with Chris Ballas that maybe he doesn't expect it, uh, that uh, Corum will be in the lineup, but uh, how do you view that? What's Purdue's biggest challenge? Are you buying it? It's the offense uh, being able to put up points or the defense being able to stop Michigan? I think it's going to be trying to put up enough points. Um <clears throat> I just don't envision Purdue winning a 17 to 14 game or a 21 to 20 game against Michigan. Um, if they're going to win, they're going to have to probably get towards 30 points. And can they do that against that Michigan defense is the question I think I've got. Uh, so uh, that that's going to be the key, I believe. Uh, uh, I've liked what Purdue's done defensively most of this year, especially against the run. I know this is a different animal, but Purdue's seen some good physical running teams already this year. So I, uh, Again, I guess I like that matchup a little bit better, the Purdue defense against the Michigan offense. Again, it's that other matchup, the Purdue offense against the Michigan defense. Can Purdue generate enough big plays to score enough points to to beat Michigan? Also, just keep the ball away from Michigan, too. Can they control the ball a little bit with their ground game and keep that, that Michigan offense on the sideline for extended stretches? 
And, and I don't know if this is a buy sell and we're not making any light of the, the, the of Aiden O'Connell's tragic situation and, and the difficulty he's going through, but how how big of a challenge do you think that is just to, to game plan? You know, we don't know Aiden's schedule. Uh, Jeff Brom seemed to, I don't know, I don't know how to take what he said yesterday, but do you, do you view that uh, as a, a hurdle that Purdue's got to get over as much as possible in the most difficult of situations for Aiden? Yeah, you don't know what's what's going to happen, what, what the impact's going to be <clears throat> um, over a week removed. Uh, he doesn't sound like he's on campus right now. Obviously, tending to family matters. Um, who knows? Yeah. So, so sometimes these situations, you know, draw out the best in people and really steals their resolve and their teammates rally around them. So, again, it's certainly an X factor. Uh, again, Aiden's not here, so he's missing practice. But this is a sixth-year senior who uh, <clears throat> you think could get up to speed pretty quickly uh, come, come game time. So, yeah, we'll have to see, right? I mean, it's going to be a big storyline right up till kickoff. And uh, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see if Aiden is impacted emotionally or not. I, I, I just have a feeling, and again, uh, not to diminish what he's going through, but once you get in the heat of battle, you, the fans, this crowd's roaring, people are chasing you, you're getting hit. Um, and it's hard not to focus on the task at hand. So, and again, Aiden's a 24 year old guy who's been around a little bit and dealt with a lot. So you'd think if anybody mentally was equipped to deal with what he's got going on as well as you can be in these circumstances, you know, maybe Aiden O'Connell's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, the most challenging of circumstances, but, uh, Aiden O'Connell has shown time and again that, uh, what a quality individual he is. Uh, if anybody can deal with it, uh, I suppose that he can uh, at least put it in its place for the time being. It's a, it's a obviously a very difficult situation. All right, offensive line, I, I, protecting Aiden O'Connell. J Jeff Brom, I believe, said it was the best front seven he's seen all year. Maybe uh, the Purdue will see all year. I don't think it's hard to argue that Michigan's defense is about as good as it gets, uh, especially in the front seven uh, from that standpoint. Yeah. Are you buying or selling if they can adequately protect O'Connell? I guess I'm selling. Um, yeah. It's going to be a tough matchup with his pre-offensive line. Gave up three sacks last week. Yeah. Of course, Aiden O'Connell doesn't do himself many favors. Um, this is when you like to have a quarterback that can move a little bit and even just take off running when, when things break down. And, of course, Aiden's not really equipped to do that. And this is a very high caliber Michigan front, even without, you know, the first round pick Aiden Hutchinson last year, David Ajabu was a second round pick. They still got a lot of good players on that D line. And it's a pretty low line. It's kind of running on fumes right now that yeah. they've lost three key players. Of course, Hartwig, Cam Craig, Daniel Johnson, starting Josh Kaltenberger at, at center. There's only one guy coming off the bench, Sione Finau. So it, it's a group that, like I said, is just sort of running on fumes and, and they're doing a good job. But uh, this this D line for Michigan is at a whole other level. I guess I'll be surprised if the Boilermaker front is up to the up to the challenge. But maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a it'll be a challenge. It'll be a challenge even in the best of times, even with Matt Light and uh, Chucky Ocoban, Kobe and Brandon Gorn. <laughs> Michigan's going to bring a, a lot of uh, a lot of heat and 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 a, and a very very high level of of talent from that standpoint. Okay. Bowl games. You've talked about that on the site to uh, interview Jerry Palm on Tuesday. Well, you, you, the site, the story posted on Tuesday. 
seems relatively clear if Purdue doesn't win, uh, falls short against Michigan. Uh, buying or selling the Citrus Bowl, it seems to me that makes the most sense from my perspective uh, uh, that Purdue will win out over Minnesota and Illinois in that uh, selection process. Uh, are you in the same boat? Yeah, I am. That's where Jerry's got him projected this week to play LSU in Orlando in the Citrus Bowl. A couple other of the bowl prognosticators had that same matchup. I think getting to the Big Ten title game should it should almost in some ways ensure yeah. that he's going to get to Florida. Maybe it's Tampa for some reason, but I don't know if it would be any worse than Tampa, which is still a good destination if you're not in Orlando. But Orlando's the quote-unquote better bowl of the two. The big key for that is having Penn State get to a New Year's Six Bowl, and it looks like that's going to happen, um, given what took place last weekend with LSU losing to Texas A&M. That seemed to have opened the door for 10-win Penn State to be the favorite team, or a favorite team to get a Cotton Bowl bid, which, of course, moves everybody up in the bowl pecking order, would open up Orlando for Purdue. And, uh, yeah, again, I, I think that they, they've got a great shot buying some crazy set of circumstances that unfold all during championship weekend uh purdue fans could probably start looking forward to a, a trip to the sunshine state here in late december early january yeah i mean it would be a heck of an accomplishment that game on january 2nd this year yeah. as is the game in tampa because uh the january 1st falls on a sunday so that uh, uh would be a great opportunity certainly for purdue all right last question on the buy sell Obviously, Louisville did not make a change, at least it hasn't as of today, and, and not expecting that. Are you buying or selling? And, and again, not we'd have there's been noise about that, but whether anything is going to happen, are you buying or selling that Louisville is going to make a change and therefore there'll be some drama about the future of Jeff Brom at Purdue? I'm selling. I mean, I I've got no knowledge to, yeah. to say one way or the other, but from my from everybody's view from 10,000 feet, I mean. Louisville seven and five. They're going to a bowl game. I think Louisville's got bigger issues to deal with than their than their football team that just went seven and five and is headed to a bowl game. So I guess I'm I'm, I'm selling that. Uh, yeah, again, crazy things happen. We understand that. <clears throat> just because a change doesn't happen this week or next doesn't mean it couldn't happen in January or February. Um, but again, at this point, I guess I would be um, I would be shocked if they make some type of a move on Scott Satterfield at this point. So uh, again, uh, we know crazy things happen, like I said, but at this point, it looks like it would be remote, remote possibility. I'm with you on that. I think it is. I think it is possible if Purdue or, or if Purdue, if Louisville doesn't make a change by Sunday of next week, uh, after the, you know, that, that would, that would, to me, it would, would kind of eliminate any possibility, but like you said, yeah, I always go back to the Paul Christ example. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeff Brown obviously has done a great job uh, getting Purdue to where it's, where it's gotten to in six years uh, and, and is a well-respected, not only at Louisville, but around the country. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think you're right on that front. So, uh, Purdue will be totally focused on, 
the Wolverines, and that will take all of Purdue's focus, one would say, on uh, on Saturday night to, to be able to get that job done. Uh, that is probably the biggest understatement of the year. So, uh, all right, Tom, thank you, uh, as always, for your insight. It's always excellent, and uh, it is going to be a fun week as we prepare for, for um, the Big Ten Championship game, 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll uh, have uh, a lot of coverage leading into that as well. I want to thank AcrePro Midwest Farm Group, your local farm land specialist. You can visit acrepro.com or call 765-587-3185 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, that number 765-587-3185. All right, Tom, thanks again. And we'll see you. Uh, we're, we will continue these during basketball season. We'll probably do another one prior to produce bowl appearance as well. So stay tuned, everybody. And thanks again for watching and listening.